0: log Talk radio
1: Welcome to Voices for Change 2.0, the mental health podcast that's changing the discussion one voice at a time featuring guests that will help end the stigma and keep talking mental health And now, here are your hosts. Rebecca. And Joe Lombardo.
2: Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Voices for Change 2.0. Yeah, thanks for
3: tuning in this morning. Uh, this uh, first day, or the first Saturday in October of 2020. Um, I don't know how it is for where you're at, but here in the Metro Detroit area, it's uh, it's cool. It's, <laughs> it's chilly. It's yeah. Sweatshirt weather and... uh Sweater weather. Sweater weather, yes. <clears throat> and I'm cold. <laughs> so, <clears throat> how you doing, babe?
2: I'm doing okay. I'm feeling a little bit colder now that you've been sitting up for a while.
3: Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll have to do some hot chocolate or something after the show. Yeah. That'd be good. So, something I've been kind of thinking about is uh the... um the transforming power of music on our lives. You know, um, I know I mentioned this to you briefly before the show started. And it's funny what kind of soundtrack we set up for ourselves in our lives. Um, you know, things that I've noticed that I've had to do. Uh, I, I, like, for example, I made a couple of playlists on Spotify. And, uh, one is for when I'm feeling really angry, you know, just to kind of help me sort through my feelings. And the other one is when I'm feeling kind of down or melancholy. And, uh, you know, again, that kind of helps me sort through my feelings and, uh, it's, it's powerful, the kind of impact that that has on your state of mind.
2: Yeah, I find that I'm way too influenced by music. That's why sometimes I specifically can't listen to any because I just, I find myself too engrossed in it. Hmm. You know, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and the feelings kind of take over. It's kind of frustrating.
3: Huh. Okay. Well, you know, I can, and I can see that, you know, music is definitely a powerful uh Entity, I guess, for lack of a better word. I mean, how do you really describe it? You know, and, and you know, you see it in different places, like movies. You know, uh, that's half the half the thing with
2: uh with. with Sorry, I'm dying over here.
3: That's okay, dude. Um, that's half the thing with movies is you get more emotionally drawn in because of the soundtrack um, and just, you know, if it's supposed to be exciting, you know, the, the soundtrack might be that way, or you so you know, they want you to feel sad about a situation, you know, the music is written that way. And, you know, uh, with the years of playing music under my belt, being able to understand how music can manipulate your emotions. Um, It's, it's something, you know, it's, it's, it's funny how it it can affect you. Um, I've mentioned before on this show that sometimes I have to use music to get in a certain type of mood. Like, like for example, Christmas, you know, um, I, I know. I know i, but i i o d on Christmas music every year, and I kind of have to at this point for me to get in the Christmas mood, you know, and have the Christmas spirit and everything, and I know it's something you're supposed to carry in your heart every day and whatnot, you know, I get that, but you know some some years you just you're not feeling it, and you kind of need that extra little push, so you know, you hear, you know, jingle bells. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I know just for me that it's, it's just something that uh, I, I kind of have to have in my life, uh, which is funny because <clears throat> I almost have this running commentary constantly in my head and i you know, people talk about mindfulness and being able to just shut everything off and, you know, living in the moment and being focused on where you are at that moment in time.
2: That's so hard for me to do. Yeah. I have so much trouble with that.
3: Me too. You know, um, I'll, I'll try and instantly something will start going in my head, you know, some song or something or I'll think of a memory and that'll pop up a song and that's another thing with music is it it can for good or bad it can transport you back to another time in your life you know i um i know for me like if i hear say something off of uh 1984 from van halen it takes me right back to the year 1984 and and you know, being being a kid listening to that, and you know, feelings of summer, especially summer. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of a terrible segue, but it is what it is. Um,
2: well, we've been absent for the last couple of weeks because um, we've been dealing with some some family issues. Mm-hmm. And um, if anybody has ever dealt with a family member passing, and then having to deal with their estate and their, the trust and everything. You understand where we're coming from when we say that it's it's been a struggle. Yes. So we appreciate you hanging on with us as we sort through some stuff, and occasionally don't have a brand new show for you, but we're back today. Yep. So. And
3: we you know we just we got a lot going on over here. Yep. <laughs> so. Thanks for your patience and your diligence and tuning in. Uh, and and we love you guys. We, we appreciate every single one of our listeners. And, um, you know, I know we've said this in the past, but we couldn't do this without you. So
2: right.
3: thank you for taking the time to listen to my incoherent ramblings about music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, today we have a very special guest. This is his second time being on our show
3: one more show closer to the golden jacket
2: yep <laughs> i think you gotta do five for that though don't you yeah yeah it's yeah. gonna be a little while before we can squeeze five in but
3: yeah i think we owe rudy casaris a jacket though yeah we do yeah so sorry rudy
2: <laughs> but um he is a uh a public speaker and a mental health advocate of course and a force to be reckoned with as far as, you know, what he's been able to create to benefit the mental health community
0: mm-hmm.
2: as a whole. He's really, really been working his butt off getting all these programs started and finding new ways to help people with what they're going through. And we're just really grateful that he's taken a Saturday off to uh, Saturday morning off to be on the show with us. So, Please welcome to our show, Jacob Moore.
3: Well,
4: hello. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Good
3: morning. Morning. How are you doing, sir?
4: Uh, I'm doing well. Doing well. I'm enjoying a crisp fall day in southwest Michigan. Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
4: yeah I came came up okay. to see my folks. For my uh my mom's and my brother's birthday so it's nice to uh get out of the Not city and, and enjoy it.
3: Nice. Yeah mm-hmm. southwest Michigan's beautiful. Um oh I've man traveled over there a bit so I, I, I know of which you speak. But it's all yeah. colorful already too.
4: It's yeah the leaves have started to change. The drive in was really nice and um You know, it's just that, that nice, just, you know, cool fall air. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so it's a, it's a, it's a good change. I'm I'm feeling, feeling good about, you know, all this, this long, you know, spring and summer with, you know, coronavirus and everything that's going on in the world. It's like just a breath of fresh air. It feels good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, you know, we slept with the window open last night, and I'm not gonna lie, I was uh, I was pretty damn cold this morning, <laughs> but it was it was nice having the fresh air in and not having to run an air conditioner and have all that white noise and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. some pretty good, so yeah, everybody's yeah, happy absolutely. and
4: healthy, yeah, every, everything's doing good. In fact, um, yeah, I started to travel again a bit, I was just down in. Um, Virginia and North Carolina. Um, So I had to, you know, do a voluntary quarantine for 14 days after that. And just got my, my COVID test back um, this morning, actually. And I'm in the clear. So, um, so it feels, feels good to, to start to like get back out in the world a little bit. And, um, you know, not the, the virtual thing, you know, for those of us with any sort of social, social anxiety, um, the virtual thing is nice. Um, yeah. But like after about six months, I'm like, you know what? I think I think maybe I should, you know, get get out there and like, you know, see some humans again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. We've we've been relying on virtual appointments for a lot of uh, different doctors' appointments and and whatnot. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm not gonna lie, it's it's been a bit of a godsend, really, for us.
2: Yeah, yeah. me especially, just with the agoraphobia. And the social anxiety, like you mentioned, getting yeah. out and about yep. is, is tricky. So it's been yeah. really a benefit for me.
4: Yeah. There there are, like, some things about this environment that it's like, okay, like, that works. And, like, maybe mm-hmm. we should keep, you know, keep doing some of these things. Um, Lindsay, my partner, um, she... You know, is, is a bit of an introvert and she's just like, I love grocery shopping now. It's great because we go and there's like <laughs> the aisles are clear and it's open and it's like, there's no one there. And she's like, now I, I like, I don't have to make excuses for, you know, wanting to just like be at home and read. She's like, I can, I can just like do it and it's socially acceptable. And it's like, it's great, mm, yep. you know? So, <laughs> um, so there are some things and, you and that I gotta say like it's been, you know, as far as, um, you know, the work that I do, I, I mean, I have missed um, getting out and, and doing, you know, conferences and speaking events and seeing people because um, I'm a bit more extroverted. But I will say that, like, I've been able to connect with so many more people than I was before um, because now, you know, there's just like everybody is down with, with Zoom calls and, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm keynoting a conference next week. Um, that's totally virtual. And there's, there's mm-hmm. going to be like over a thousand attendees and I'm going to like be able to connect with a bunch more people than I would have otherwise. So, you know, there are some things yeah. I'm like, okay, this is, this is pretty rad. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing that I've really noticed with, with all of this is, you know, you, have a certain situation presented where all of a sudden you can sit at home in your, well, at least from the waist down, you're in your pajamas and <laughs> you're talking to all these different people and you can be more relaxed and, and, and more comfortable in your skin. Um, you know, I don't know if you heard it, but, you know, Beck mentioned how we're, we're working on some, uh, estate issues right now. And, um, hmm. You know, we had to do a virtual court hearing back in July, and oh yeah, it was it was nerve wracking, but at the same time, it was so much easier than actually having to go to the court. Mm-hmm. You know, our uh, our court is a is a bit of a drive from here uh, uh, in Oakland County, and you know, having to get up real early and get cleaned up and drive all that mm-hmm. way and then sit, sit there in a courtroom and wait, you know, it was nice being able to just be like, okay, be on camera at this time and go, you know? So, yep. yeah, it's, it's definitely some, some benefits to it. Um, Mind you that, you know, there's also sometimes you, you do miss the interaction, like, you know, if I'm getting food, I I hate going through the drive thru. I absolutely hate going through mm. the drive through. I, I prefer I prefer walking in and getting the food and looking the person in the face and saying, This is what I want and not hearing, her and it's like,
0: no, that's
3: not what I want. This is what I want. And <laughs> right. knowing that they understood me, you know, and <clears throat> there's only a, a couple of places around here that you can actually do that. You know, most of the, most of the places are still just drive through, and you know they they every time they screw you in the drive through.
4: <laughs> right? <So. laughs> yeah. No. It's it's you know there are, there are benefits and drawbacks, and I think the challenge is um, to to know yourself, to know your needs, and to you know be to self advocate for that. Right? To be someone who says, um, here's. Here's what I need in this situation, whether it's um, still wanting social connection, even, you know, in a virtual space or, you know, what you want at the drive through or, you know, in, in like for medical care. You know, if you're going and you're, you're seeing, you know, your doctors or your psychiatrist and your psychologist, your counselors. I mean, I've been doing on, online therapy for, you know, for a while now and, you know, being able to say, OK, well, here's a situation um, I can't change it, um, but um, how can I make the best of it and still connect um, these these human beings and ask for what I need? Um, you know, and I, I think that's, that's the skill set that a lot of people um, maybe didn't have coming into to COVID or can be challenging in, in general, but um, that we've had to kind of develop um, you know, or and then still learning, still learning how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, if you don't have any questions for us,
3: we're going to start asking you some stuff. What do you think of that? <laughs>
4: okay. All right. Sounds like
3: a deal. Cool. cool. Um, you want to start, Pip? Sure. Okay.
2: <clears throat> Pardon me. As I clear my throat, I'm losing my voice here today.
3: I blame the orange juice.
2: Yeah, yeah, it could be that. Yeah. So anyway, for, for those that of, of our listeners that aren't familiar with your sort of your backstory, Jacob, why don't you fill mm-hmm. us in on where your mental health journey began?
4: Sure. Yeah. Well I I did hear a little bit of the um the pre show there and you're talking about um nineteen eighty four and that um that that monumental album. Um so mm-hmm. my my story's Starts, um, you know, a few years before that, a couple years before that, and um, you know, growing up in uh, in Arizona, um, we were, you know, we were pretty pretty poor family. Um, my mom was just nineteen when she got pregnant from with me, and um, my parents weren't married. Um, my father was someone um, who really struggled with addiction to alcohol, um, other drugs too, but, you know, alcohol, you know, marijuana or, um, his, his big vices, his big challenges. And, um, you know, he had, um, some, some, uh, abuse from his childhood and some trauma that he experienced. So, um, that coupled with, you know, having a pretty anxious disposition and struggling with anxiety, um, made for, you know, a really, um, really difficult environment. Um, he was, you know, in and out of jail a lot when I was young. And so, you know, oftentimes it would just be, um, my mom you know, taking care of me. And then, you know, very shortly after that, my sister and my brother, um, came. So, um, you know, by the time 1984 hit, you know, she was, uh, 24 years old and had three kids. um, hmm. And you know with with a father who you know was really I mean well-meaning and a, a loving loving human being, but just had such profound struggles and um, and really no tools to be able to deal with that um, you know we were we were just kind of in that um, that mode of, of just trying to get by um, and uh, my mom you know really, wanted to do everything she could to protect us and to make sure that we were safe. And, um, so after, you know, several years of, of that environment, um, she decided that, you know, she needed the, needed the split and to, um, kind of take us out of, out of that environment. Um, and really my, my mom was, was my father's like his only anchor. Um, and as soon as, um, he lost that. Um, he really lost his ability to be able to manage mental health. Um, mm-hmm. spiraled out of control pretty quickly, um, and uh, started using your drugs. and um, mm-hmm. The relationships that, that he had in a way, uh, you know, and it really they place, and uh, you know, shortly after that. Um, 1987 uh, I was as old at that point he, um, he took his own life and died by suicide mm. so um, you know it was uh, it was something I remember um, you know being told about by my grandparents and something like that um, I think just just rocked my world in so many ways um at that young age, um, I had this really profound sense of guilt uh, with, uh, associated with that. Um, I felt like um, if I had, you know, been a better kid, if I had, you know, caused less stress, less issues for my parents, um, then maybe, you know, they could have stayed together or maybe things would have, wouldn't have been so hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then suddenly I'm the, you know, I'm the, this, um, the boy I'm the, I'm the man of the house, and you know, and, and it just, um, mm-hmm. I took on a lot of responsibility. Um, and, um, you know, my mom and I, you know, we're, we're 20 years apart. So as she says often, like we grew up together and I think, yeah. um, I think I, I just, from that young age, I really took on that, um, that role. That responsibility, and we were, you know, again, we were, we were poor. Um, my mom was young. There were three of us. We didn't have tools. We didn't have, you know, tactics to be able to like, to, to navigate that, to be able to, you know, deal with it in a in a healthy way. And so we were just in survival mode, and just just getting by. And it was uh, mm-hmm. it was a really really difficult period of my life, and and that's. For me, that that trauma that I experienced um, was the beginning of this, what's been now a lifelong journey of dealing with, you know, the aftermath of that and the resulting, um, you know, I I think triggers for my own mental health issues that were um, probably partially genetic and partially um, environmental.
0: Wow.
3: You've been through the ringer.
2: Yeah, that's for sure
3: yeah god bless
4: you and God bless your mom. <clears throat> she's you know, such a strong lady she uh she just yeah. turned uh turned sixty um this this past week and we just celebrated Aww. her birthday at yeah, this weekend that's why I'm in michigan and um just so so amazing to see what she's done with her life and how you know she's she's gone on this amazing journey to you know raising kids getting remarried um you know, having two stepsons um, from her second marriage, and um, in her in her 30s, she went back to school. You know, she dropped out of school. She dropped out of college um, to to have me. Uh, went back mm-hmm. to college, got got her degree, 4.0, dean's list. Uh, then went, got her master's when she was my age. She's 40. Um, mm-hmm. Has her master's degree and now has been teaching. Um, working in in the public school system for 30 years. Um she teaches special education and she's just an amazing strong resilient woman and I I would not be here today without her. Oh. Aww.
2: That's amazing.
3: Yeah, that's that's nice. And happy birthday to your mom. That's 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 great that you guys have that kind of relationship, you know, and you Because know, cause going through what you guys Went through Can can sometimes put a strain On the rest of the family And cause division And the fact that you guys really rallied The wagons And uh, we're, we're all in it together I mean that's just That just speaks to You know how How strong All of you are
4: really You mm-hmm. know So <clears throat> well done you
0: yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know It's I think part of it for me is just this um this like and I think I get it from my grandpa who is, you know, a result of, like he was born, you know, just after the um the second war and great depression and, you know, he uh he's just like a resilient um resilient man, tough as nails, and I I think just my fear, um <laughs> Force of will that like uh, has kept me moving forward and and you know surviving is just like is a result of, of um, that perspective, but then mm-hmm. uh, coupled with all the support um, because yeah. you know between my mom and, and my grandparents, um, you know I have had an incredible amount of support um, that has bolstered me to a point uh, to be able to do the work. <laughs> Um, and it's been, it's been a lot of work and, and there's been so many times, uh, along the way where I've wanted to give up. Um, you know, but I, I, I think like seeing, you know, seeing like my mom and seeing my grandpa and seeing, you know, people that I'm like, well, you know, if they can get through it, um, then mm-hmm. I can, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, <clears throat> at this point, we're going to take a break. I think it's a good spot to take a break. So we're going to take a break.
2: Absolutely. What
3: do you think of that? Um, Why do I keep asking why people think of that? I don't know. That's weird. (laughs) Um, Anyway, (laughs) we're going to be listening to what love is all about by, uh, by Carly Robin green. And uh, you guys enjoy the music and we will see you on the other side. See you soon. The voices for change 2.0. I'm Joe. She's Rebecca. She's the cutest little thing. This out of the Rio Grande. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Anyway, and uh, on the line with us, we have the lovely and talented Mr. Jacob Moore. Hello, sir. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, <clears throat> jumping into things, please talk to us about no stigmas. Uh,
4: what made you decide to create
3: this community?
4: yeah for sure. Um so no stigmas really came um, out of my own experiences with uh, finding peer support. I you know very fortunately um, connected with uh, with a gentleman who um, was for a brief time you know sort of a mentor to me and um, shared his story uh, for the first time, you know i I heard from someone else who had you know lived with anxiety, lived with depression. Had suicidal ideation, uh, had lost a family member to suicide, and in um, the first time in my life, you know, outside of my family, that I felt like I wasn't alone, and it was uh, it was just life changing for me. Um, mm-hmm. Not not only that that sense of of belonging um, to this you know club that no one wants to be part of, but You know, just this sense of not, you know, not being alone in it um, was was really reassuring. But I I think more than that, um, he challenged me, um, challenged me with my own wellness and my approach to it. um, Because I realized through that interaction that I was relying on my family, the doctors, the pharmaceuticals to do the work for me. And I, I wasn't mm-hmm. taking responsibility. I wasn't taking personal responsibility and ownership of my own mental health. And what that meant was that um, that I, I wasn't part of the solution. I wasn't part of you know customizing something for me. And, um, and, and it was just, it was a revelation for me because, you know, I'd always seen myself as someone who was, you know, who was strong and who was smart and who, you know, had, had talents, but I didn't realize that I was actually kind of being lazy with my own health. And, um, and that, that just changed everything. It changed that perspective. And I I started to realize that there were so many people out there in the world who were in a similar situation who felt alone felt like they had no options, felt like there was no solution, you know, trying the same thing over and over and over again and, and not working. And so I, that, that really kind of set me on a mission to to start to connect with others. And I, I did that through sharing my story and, and the more that I shared, the more that it really started to break down these barriers. And these stigmas, and so that's that's how the community came to be. Um, originally, just on Facebook, just a Facebook page where you know mm-hmm. people were were sharing their story and uh, and connecting, and then um, from there it grew. And now you know we have uh, about a hundred thousand community members worldwide, and um, wow. just under just under five thousand people who have been through our ally training, which. Uh, teaches you uh, the principles uh, from a peer support perspective, from a lived expertise perspective, uh, how to practice self-care, you know, take that ownership of, of your mental health and how to participate in peer support in a healthy and codependent way. And, um, you know, it's, it's, been a, it's been a really cool journey, cool to see um, the ripple effects, as my mm-hmm. mind would say. Of uh, of just how you know how our stories are can be connected and can be used and harnessed um, to lift each other up.
2: I am one of those five thousand people that have taken the ally LA training. <laughs> by the way. Yep. Right. On. I, I love it. I found it incredibly beneficial, so I appreciate that.
4: Good. Good. I'm I'm glad, and you know, and and I think it's 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 unique in the sense that you know we do come from a lived experience perspective and um, and, and that peer support lens. Um, you know of course it's it's informed by, uh, by evidence-based practices and we um, you know we have a wellness council that that's everything that we do to make sure that it's all sound and um, and it's you know positive and, and helpful for, for people um, but I think that's the that's what I saw that was missing. Um, and it's been really cool to see now, you know, since, since 2011, since, um, since we launched that, um, how the culture has shifted and the general conversation around mental health has shifted. Um, and I think, I think we've done as a society a great job of, of starting to break down those stigmas and, you know, and there's a lot of, a lot more research and validity around, your support and lived expertise. And, um, and, and and it's been just cool to just observe that progress, you know, and and be part of it. Yeah. Of course.
3: Yeah. It's, it's amazing seeing the, the, just all the changes that have gone on, uh, just in the last few years with perspectives and, you know, people aren't afraid to talk about it as much anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot more understanding now. You know, you mentioned to somebody, hey, I'm, I'm dealing, I've got anxiety, I've got depression, whatever. And instead of running, screaming into the night, people are like, oh, I, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, do you want to talk to me about it? Or, you hey, I'm going through something similar. And having that, that, uh, I don't want to say camaraderie, but that, yeah, you know, the, the shared experience, I mean, it, it really it, it it makes a healthy impact on, on you as a person, knowing that you're not alone, you know? Um, yeah. It's huge.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and here's the thing is, is I don't even, I don't need someone to totally uh, get where I've been and what I've been through. I don't even need them to understand. Um, I, and and in some cases I would even go as far as saying like, I don't even need your empathy um, hmm. all, all that I ask is that you don't judge, is that you yeah. don't stigmatize and just a- allow me to, to be. Um, and I think that's just, you know, if we can get enough people in this world to just say, oh, okay, you, you know, you have this mental health challenge, um, just like other people have other health challenges, okay, cool. As long as, like, if we can get people to just see, you know, us as whole people, and and to, you know, give as much, you know, like, as much validity to uh, the mental health as all other health challenges, like, I think that's, mm-hmm. I'm good. That that feels good for me.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's it it it'd be nice to be able to to do it in the same breath as like, oh, I'm diabetic. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. Well, let's you know, go get salads then.
0: You <laughs> <know>? <laughs> um, yeah,
3: yeah. Just having it be a commonplace kind of thing. You know, maybe commonplace is the wrong word, but you know, just like I said, not running, screaming into the night.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that we've, especially I've noticed on on Twitter, when I first started posting about my story and then eventually about my book and my blog and everything, there were a lot of a lot of haters Mm -hmm. and people that were negative about the conversation and complaining about how many people were on there talking about their mental health and things like that. And I don't know if I've just done a really good job of blocking them or <laughs> they've actually, you know, backed down a bit and change their tune. Yeah. Just not being so negative about the whole experience and just letting us be and, and talk about what we need to talk about and make sure that everyone feels included. I think that it's been, a a big change over the last few years and I think that programs like yours are, you know, a good portion of why.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well thanks. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate that and you know, and those stigmas and the ally training I think definitely fill a a role. Um you know, but it's, it's not everything. And as I often say, you know, it takes a lot of really good programming and a lot of great organizations and, and advocates like you two you know, also sharing their stories. Um, we certainly teach principles of you know, crisis intervention and we, we try to train our allies to, um, to be um, helpful in those situations, conduits to care. Um, but you know, this program is not, um, you know, say, mental health first aid which is, you know, like CPR for, um, for the brain, you know? So there's other great programs out there. Um, and it's all about collaboration. It's all about, you know, sharing, um, our our resources and our stories and building this network. Uh, And in that way we're stronger together. And, you know, and I think that's, um, when we all kind of adopt that principle of like, you know, I'm not an expert, And everything. Um, And if I can do this one thing really well, um, but then I can connect with others who do these other things really well, then suddenly, um, okay, we can, as a community, be, you know, self-sufficient and and really start to, you know, lift up the collective.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely.
4: It's awesome. You have also created
3: a platform called Five. Bridges. Uh, Do you want to tell us Mm -hmm. about that and how you got that started?
4: Yeah, for sure. So, so Five Bridges is really, you know, kind of the, the, for me, the next logical step in this process. Uh, It's like, okay, so no stigmas is peer support and that um, helps to, you know, kind of um, give give ourselves that base of, you know, of, of strength, you know, then what do we do next? What comes after that? Um, and, and that's where five bridges came in for me was um, understanding that I had to take ownership of my own wellness. And so I started doing research and um, looking for answers, knowing that, you know, I mean, cause I'd been to um, a dozen different doctors. I'd had, you know, diagnoses from, you know, seasonal affective disorder to bipolar disorder uh, ADD, um, you know, depression, anxiety, like, you know, everything in between, you know, I, I had all these diagnoses and all these prescriptions, all these meds. Um, I had 33 different combinations of pharmaceuticals over the years and nothing, nothing fixed my brain. Um, and like I said before, I was, you know, I was depending on the doctors and I was depending on the pharmaceuticals to, to do that work. And mm-hmm. you know, and and so kind of this 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 light going off in my brain, being like, oh, <laughs> this is this is your health, Jake. Like no one knows you as well as you do. Um, so mm-hmm. of course, like if you're gonna if you're gonna find a solution, like, you got to find the solution, right? And so I just I started doing a yeah. lot of research and talking to different people um, who had had you know, different experiences. And that's where that that peer support came in to be able to like connect with people and and learn from them. Um, And, you know, I worked with the professionals as well. And, you know, what I started to do is, was customize a solution for my, for myself. And, um, and I did, you know, some self-experimentation along the way too, which, um, you know, I, I, don't necessarily recommend, um, without working with a doctor, but, um, I'd gotten to the point where I was kind of desperate and I was like, "No, let's see, you know, let's see what, what works here. Um, and so I, I've tried it all. If it's, if it's a mental health, um, you know, approach tool solution, um, I've tried it. And, um, what I started to find was that things, um, generally fell into five different categories. Uh, five different areas that I could directly impact and have some amount of control over. And, you know, as I started to invest in that more, this system, which I now call the five bridges um, started to surface. And so, and and so I'll just, I'll I'll tell you what the, what the bridges are so that you understand um, kind of what the approach is. Uh, So the first bridge is called bond and bond is all about how you connect to your sources of strength. So the people, places, and things that support you, right? So that uh, can include peer support. It can include professional support, familial support. But we, go, we take that further and we look at, you know, our, our pets and the animals in our lives that support us, the places, um, you know, our, our home or sacred places, nature, um, that gives us some sort of support, Um you know, objects that are meaningful to us, um, you know, whether that's, you know, tactile or something that's, um, you know, that has great value to us. Um, So all of these things that that lift us up, that give us some sort of support, um, we look at, like, how do we connect to them in positive, healthy ways, non-codependent ways, um, and by diversifying, these sources of support, we're able to give ourselves everything we need. Um, And and this is the one time where I'm like, Hey, you get to be really selfish here when you're choosing who you, you know, who and what you bond to. um, This is 100% about you. This is, this is the chance where it's okay for this to be a one way street and just look at, you know, who and what you're choosing to include in your life, to lift you up, to, you know, give you this, this sort of basic, this like homeostasis, right? Um, mm-hmm. So once we've done that, once we've, you know, selected our like who and what we bond to, and once we've diversified that, um, then, then we have all this good energy coming toward us, right? That's, that's helping to lift us up. Uh, then the next bridge that we look at, the second bridge is fuel, we start to look at anything and everything that goes into the system. So we look at our, hmm. of course, our food and our beverages, um, but we also look at our, you know, our medicine, our supplements. Uh, we, we take it a step further and we look at the input that comes in from the media that we consume, what we watch, what we listen to, the conversations that we have because everything that goes into the system has an opposite and equal reaction in the system right so from the food that we sure. eat to the things that we put on our skin that all impacts the system some way so we look at like how do we customize these this input this fuel to best suit our needs and and your complex customized system right um so after mm-hmm. fuel uh, we look at the third bridge which is move and move is what you do with your body. This is your kinesthetic output. Of course, that includes things like exercise and mobility and stretching. But we go deeper and we look at um, you know those micro movements in our body. We look at breath work. We look at the you know the neurological systems, the electrical impulses, the cardiovascular system, and how it all works together. How it works in conjunction with fuel how that is affected by our bond and and how we connect it. And we start to to bridge, right, these things together (laughs) and see how how they work together. Um, When we look at after we move, it's very natural to come to the fourth bridge, which is rest. Rest Mm -hmm. is, of course, our sleep routine, sleep hygiene, our morning routine. But we also get other ways that we rest, both mentally and physically so anytime we get to rejuvenate um, get to rebuild um, you know retreat that can include things like meditation and prayer and other ways that we rest um, as well and then how does rest you know connect with our move and the fuel and what we're bringing in Um, you know some of those things that and places that we bond to like nature Mm-hmm. also be a place of rest. How are those interconnected and how do they affect each other? And um, hopefully as we're journeying through these bridges, uh, we're finding ourselves being um, lifted up more and more and having more stability. Uh, and then we mm-hmm. come to the fifth and final bridge, which is give. And give is your positive output. This is taking all of the great um, you know, work that we've done and all this energy that we have and putting it out there into the world in a positive way. So of course that can be, you know, um, things like volunteerism or charity or, you know, words of affirmation or like, like the work that you two are doing to, to get, you know, to put, you know, like take your experiences and put that out in the world in a positive way. Um, that's a form of giving. And the cool thing is that that when we give it, not only, Disrupts the patterns, um, you know, that that we experience. Sometimes those negative feedback loops. Um, it it helps us get a bigger perspective on the world and see that there's so much going on, and so many people that you know we can help support. But then when we when we put that positive energy out there, it forms a bond to someone else, and it helps lift them up. So then in that way, the five bridges are really. Like. It's a self-sustaining energy mm-hmm. loop. Uh, when we're giving and connecting to other people, um, it, it helps to feed back into the system as well, which then helps the collective and creates community as well. So, so those those are the five bridges in a nutshell. And it, and again, it just really came out of my um, own you know personal journey to try to um, figure out like how do I manage all of this stuff? How do I manage mm-hmm. this this mental and physical health stuff? and you know make some sense out of it um and for me having a system and and being able to you know kind of categorize things um helped a lot
3: yeah it's when you start to realize that we're all interconnected it really gives you a different perspective on life and how you interact with it and how it interacts with you and you know Mm
4: um it's Man, it's deep
0: <laughs>
4: well yeah, and and it's and it's wide as well, because you know if you if you look at that um, and how that connection really spreads throughout you know the world and and time and and really connects us beyond just mm-hmm. you know who and what we are and and the experiences that we're going through, which not to diminish them, they're big, they're huge and and for some of us, like that's our world, but it's also about. You know everything and everyone else, and and I think kind yeah. sort of understanding that and having that perspective helps, and and that's that's why really, um, at first I was like, ooh, I, I found this thing, and it's and it's and it's all mine, and I'm gonna you know keep it all for myself, and then, then I was like, you know, um, that's I don't I don't think that's really um, how it's meant to be, um, how you know I'm meant to to use this, um, because here's the thing, and, and you know I'll tell you the the five bridges like this is not, it's not brand new information. Like as I, as I tell people the bridges, they're like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, this is not like I've I've heard, you know, this, but what it is, is is the way that it's arranged, the way that it's connected and systemized so that we can actually work on these things. And so what's developed out of there is, you know, using principles of positive psychology and working with uh, my team to develop these, um, these approaches, these activities um, that allow us to actually pull it all apart, look at it in, in a non-judgmental way, rearrange it to make it work better for ourselves, and then put it back together and, and hit play. So we do that mm-hmm. through coaching. So we have um, I think we have about 30 coaches on the team who um, are all trained in the five bridges system to work with either individuals or small groups and um, help, you know, help guide them through that process. Um, and then, you know, workshops both, um, well, traditionally in person now, you know, we do monthly zoom, um, zoom sessions and, um, and we're just trying to get that information out there as much as possible and help, you know, people who like me, or just lost and didn't know where to start. Um, that's that's the goal here. Is like, here's here's a place to start, and and to go and to grow from there.
3: That's it's definitely a good foundation for anybody who's looking for answers. You know, especially you know newly diagnosed or or what have you. Um, you know, and that's great. Uh, it's, it's kudos to you for for developing you know, all all this stuff really, you know, from No Stigmas to the Ally Training to the Five Bridges, um, it's comprehensive, you know, and you know, while it's educational as far as showing that we're, like I said, all interconnected, um for for someone who's new to all this being able to come in and say, Well, yeah, well this is going on and this is going on and this is this and this is that it's kind of a relief you know it's like oh mm-hmm. someone has already done this you know this will help help me navigate through what I'm going through you know and um that's just it's just massive man uh really seriously great you know Jacob it's, it's
4: incredible what you've what you've got established
2: yeah absolutely
4: well thank you thank you and I mean it certainly has not been a solo project uh, you know, i right. had a lot of, a lot of help, a lot of advice, a lot of research along the way, uh, but that's exactly why I, I did it because I was like, I struggled for so long and I wandered around in the dark for so long, um, that I was like, oh gosh, I found, you know, what now feels like a shortcut. I was like, if I can give this to someone else and, and help save them all that time and struggle and, you know, like, please, like you know, take it, do it. Um, and, and of course, like I say, with, with no stigmas, with five bridges, like it's not the right solution for everybody. Um, but you know, and I, and I want people to like, if, if these, you know, if this community or if this system isn't a good fit for you, like, please keep searching till you find what, what works for you. Um, just, just keep going because it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, and sometimes you're going to feel like giving up, but it is 100% worth it. Uh, it's so mm-hmm. worth it when you get to the other side, or, or when you can catch that glimpse of hope, and you're like, "Oh, okay. I now now I know why." Um, and, and I often yeah. say this, and it's and it sounds so weird, but like I wouldn't change any of it. I, I really, as hard as it was, everything that I've gone through. Um, you know, being poor and, you know, messing up and losing relationships and losing jobs and going to jail and like almost dying. Like I wouldn't change any of it because of where I am now and the, the clarity that I have. Um, Cause now I'm like, Oh, I get to use this. I get to use this to, to help other people. You know, that's, that yeah. to me is like a huge, huge gift. So, um, so no matter what, like wherever you're at, um, keep going because um, there is there is a purpose for this. There's something that you get to do with this, and it's going to be cool.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: Exactly.
2: Well, that is awesome, and that is unfortunately all the time that we have. We <laughs> yeah. would love to be talking to <laughs> yeah, sorry, a, buddy. a bit longer, but <laughs> we'll have to have you back on the show to answer the rest of our questions.
3: Yeah. Um, okay.
2: Really okay. quick, if,
3: if you could give out, just give out your social media. So if people want to reach out and find out more about your programs and stuff, uh, they'll be able to.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So we're at no stigmas. Uh, that's no stigmas with an S plural, because there are more than one uh, on every social mm-hmm. media platform um, at the five bridges, uh, five, like the number five. And um, then I'm at Jacob Moore on Instagram. Uh, that's the best place to catch up with me. Tweet.
3: Well, thank you for taking the time with us today, sir. Uh, You stay on the line. Everybody else, you're going to be listening to uh, Hayden Joseph with my name.
2: And we'll catch you guys next week.
3: Yeah, have a great week. Everybody stay safe and healthy and wear your mask.
1: i done in this stick around town. All small talk is the same when nobody's a stranger, and my name means everything. Everything They know me from the stories they've been told. And I don't have to think twice about the hands I